0: Strokeside Designs is a New York based fine jewelry company focused on water sports. This is the best jewelry I have found through many years of searching. I love my dragon boat paddle heart earrings and my pendant. The jewelers at Strokeside Designs have worked for famous jewelry houses such as Tiffany and Company and Cartier. All of the pieces are hand finished from fine materials. Express your passion for kayaking, canoeing, and dragon boating. Visit paddlejewelry.com and get free shipping with the code PINK. That is paddlejewelry.com and enter the code pink. Are you a dragon boat athlete? Have you ever thought about joining a team? Hornet Watersports makes high performance, lightweight carbon fiber dragon boat paddles. You can choose from one of their many graphic designs. Don't settle for just a boring black paddle. I love their design so much that I have four different paddles. They also have all of the dragon boat accessories that you need, paddle bags, tip covers, tape and more. Visit their website at HornetWatersports.com and enter the code PINK at checkout to receive 10% off of your order. That's HornetWatersports.com and enter the code PINK. Thanks for listening. My guest on this episode is Lise Lozell, the marketing director for Casting for Recovery, a national nonprofit organization providing fly fishing retreats to women diagnosed with breast cancer. Lise shares how and why the organization was founded. She gives the inside scoop on how to apply, the system for picking the participants, and what happens at each retreat. Take a listen in. Welcome to Behind the Pink Ribbon, where we share stories, information, and other content related to breast cancer. My name is Melissa Adams. I am a 12-year genetic breast cancer survivor. I've learned so much through my own journey with breast cancer. I have met some amazing people along the way, many that have become lifelong friends. I have experienced the emotional roller coaster of a breast cancer diagnosis, heartache, anger, frustration, loneliness, and even gratitude. Through this podcast, we will speak to breast cancer survivors, supporters, and healthcare professionals to gain insight and understanding behind the pink ribbon. I'm here today with Lise. She is the Director of Marketing for Casting for Recovery. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I
0: can't tell you how excited I was to be able to say that you guys were going to come on to the podcast. Um, I have a friend that has done one of the retreats. And as soon as she had told me about it, I was like, I need to get them on the podcast. I need to know more. I want our listeners to know more. Um, So I am super, super excited for this.
1: That is awesome. We are really excited, too. and um, we we love talking about what we do in casting for recovery. So yeah.
0: so let's kind of talk a little bit about the organization. Um, when was it founded?
1: It was founded in 1996 um in Vermont. So we're we're inching up on our 25th anniversary. That's amazing. Um, I know. It's crazy to think about really. Yeah. Um you know, it started with one retreat, so it's a whole different world now. And um, so it
0: it started in Vermont. Um mm-hmm. was it Was it started by a breast cancer survivor? So the the Casting for Recovery is a specific organization for women with breast cancer, correct?
1: Right. So we we provide... uh, outdoor healing experiences, um, for women with breast cancer, um, any age and any stage of treatment and, or recovery, um, and at no cost to the participants. Um, so it's completely free to attend. It's fly fishing focused, but it's really so much more than just the fly fishing. So who started the organization and why? So, it was born out of a conversation um, that was had by a professional fly angler and a reconstructive surgeon, and they were fishing and kind of just talking about, you know, the motion of casting and how it would be good for women with lymphedema and, you know, just kind of that, um, you know, reconnecting with yourself and other women outside. So, you know, that was sort of the, the... Impetus of the concept, I guess, is, is just that healing power of nature mm-hmm. and just the, the gentle movement of casting, you know, it doesn't require a lot of strength or power to do it. Um, and so, like I said, it started with just, you know, a small group of women in one retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find it
0: fascinating. So um, I am a dragon boater. I don't know if you even know what that is, Um, (laughs) but I do. I do dragon boat sport, and it's really big within the breast cancer um, world. But, you know, 25 years ago, the conversation was really about, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, no, no vacuuming, no um, lifting anything, no, you know, repetitive movements with the arm. You know, anything like that because it will cause lymphedema. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, there's definitely a big difference between the the um, gentleness of the fly fishing versus the um, intensity, if you will, of dragon boating. But still, at the same I'm sure, sense, yeah. yeah. But still, by the same sense, it still was kind of really started around, both of them kind of started around this whole idea of, you know, women who have experienced breast cancer, um, you know, need to have something else that they can do. Um, you know, telling them that they can't do all of these things is not okay. Um, so I love that, you know, this this um, surgeon just kind of thought, oh, this would be a great idea to kind of pull this together for women um, impacted by breast cancer to kind of... Um, not necessarily heal the lymphedema, but it it wouldn't be so much of a factor, if you will.
1: Right, right. I mean, maybe it would help, right? And also the getting out of a clinical setting and getting, um, you know, connecting with other women in in a similar circumstance who just get what you're going through, um, being outside, um, all of those things are super powerful and healing too. Right. And, and, um you know, at every retreat that we have, there is some sort of medical professional, you know, um, you, you know, some oftentimes it's an oncologist themselves or maybe an oncology nurse or a nurse navigator. And there's also um, mental health professionals on on the team. So, you know, you go to this retreat with 14 other women and you have the opportunity to, you know, not be rushed through a conversation, <laughs> you know, with right. with a uh, um A healthcare professional. Um, And I think that's, that's pretty interesting, too, and unique in in this model.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just love the idea that, um, you know, because when I think about the things that I've done to kind of, you know, prevent lymphedema, and I I did not have as many um, of my oh my gosh, lymph nodes, duh, removed, (laughs) Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know that I'm at such a higher risk for it, but you know, a lot of us end up going through like physical therapy. So I would imagine that this is kind of along the same lines um, almost of, you know, kind of getting some of those movements um, in play to kind of help with that. So I love that.
1: Yeah, I think it is good for that. And, and let's be honest, it's good for everyone, right? Whether you, whether lymphedema was part of your, you know, diagnosis and process or not, it's good for everyone to, to get outside and move your body and, you know, (laughs) listen to the birds chirp and, and stand in a river and all those things. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, the difference in the sounds that happen outside in nature versus the sounds that happen within a clinical setting are very different.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So how many, um, so it's in Vermont, but I know that you are not in Vermont. Um, Right. So this has really kind of expanded over the course of time. And so how many different states now have or host, if you will, um, a retreat for uh, Casting for Recovery?
1: So we actually are nationwide. So we serve women from all 50 states. So we cover the whole country. Um, But we have programs specifically in 45 states but we kind of have an open border policy so depending on where you live some women you know like in indiana or kentucky on that border you may you know live in kentucky but do your treatment in indiana you know so um you know, we try to serve women at, at the the retreat that's closest to them, um, which is, has proven to be really successful for, for us. We do keep it um, regionally focused because then, you know, there's a you're building a community, right? And so if you're um, if women live close by then then the hope is is that they continue to get together and maybe even continue to fish long after their retreat.
0: Yeah. Well that's exciting. So you know, how many how many retreats per year are happening? I mean, to have to have programs offered in 45 states, you know, that would kind of suggests to me that maybe you have at least 45 retreats throughout the year, but I don't want to assume. So how many do you we have?
1: have? We have more. We have more oh, than 45. So last year was our biggest retreat season to date, and we had 57 retreats in 45 states. Nice. Um, and we typically serve um, about 800 women a year. And in um, 2019 and October, which was kind of a, a sweet Thing for us, especially since it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we hit a big milestone of serving over ten thousand women um, since the inception of the program. Wow! So pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, and we have we have a few within our retreat model. So so at any given retreat, there's fourteen women. That's sort of the the sweet spot in the number of women that attend a retreat. Um, and so fourteen women are selected at random. You have to apply. Um, it's, and it's a lottery system where you know women are randomly selected to go to the r- retreat um, and they come in on a Friday and um, leave on a Sunday and um, it's amazing to watch that transformation you know when you come in you might be kind of nervous and you you you're most likely, Um, meeting a group of women that you've never met before and you're not sure what it's going to be about. And, and by Sunday, I, these women are like family. It's, it's crazy and, and and super magical to watch that transformation of, you know, things just opening up and it's, it's pretty powerful stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can envision you know, kind of stepping into that, especially when it's kind of a lottery system, you know, because maybe I would say, hey, let's do this together to one of my friends. And then one of us gets picked and the other one doesn't. And it's kind of like, oh, now I have to go here by myself. <laughs> by myself. <laughs> um, it's
1: funny. It's funny how that works. And and I hate to, you know, working for Casting for Recovery has, has definitely reaffirmed to me that sort of belief that everything happens for a reason. It's, it's crazy how um, the 14 women that are there Are always the ones that were meant to be there so let's say it was that situation you went and you know a really close friend applied at at the same time and one of you got selected and one of you didn't for whatever reason that was meant to happen and it'll it'll become clear (laughs) you know throughout the weekend or throughout that process but it's really fascinating or maybe you you apply and you both go and it's also really clear why you both needed to be there together you know so it's just really funny how how that comes together and 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 pretty incredible too
0: yeah, I'm sure. So, I would imagine, you know, people arrive on a Friday. Are they coming in the morning? Are they coming in the afternoon? Or, you know, just kind of whenever whenever they can get there on Friday?
1: Um, usually, we want everyone there by um, late afternoon so that, you know, people can kind of get acquainted and get situated in, in their rooms and, and, you know, have dinner together and that kind of thing. So, it's a late afternoon, early evening arrival. And then, you um, uh, it wraps usually after lunch on on um, Sunday, and Sunday is the fishing day. So you know throughout the weekend, there's you know different um, talks and classes and some free time, and you know you're kind of gearing up figuratively and and literally gearing up to to fly fish on. Um, Sunday morning with your own dedicated fly fishing guide. So that's the other thing that's been really cool about this um, program is that it's really supported by the fly fishing community too. So, um, you know, we have an army of 1800 volunteers across the country that volunteer their time and talent and energy to bring these programs to life. And that includes, you know, medical professionals, professionals, um, past participants, you know, um, and also a lot of fly fishing people. So it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool thing. That is
0: cool. So, so you kind of talked about, cause I was kind of wondering in terms of like, well, what does the program look like? You know, when do you go <laughs> fly fishing? I would imagine it's not, you know, eight hours of standing in the water and fly fishing, um, or out of the water. I'm not really <laughs> quite sure, but, um, so, like so when they come in and they're um you know they've done the dinner together and they've done all of that and then what does their Saturday typically look like like what are the topics that are um you know presented at some of those talks I mean I would imagine that there's probably part of it is instruction on fly fishing um Mm -hmm. and you know some kind of background on that but are there other things that you are presenting as well
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Actually, yes, there is. So, there will be some sessions on, you know, learning how to cast a fly rod, you know, kind of the basics of, of fly fishing and entomology, understanding the bugs and why, you know, why you use what you use in fly fishing and maybe some knot tying and how to use your gear, what the waders, you know, why are you wearing waders, what's that all about, and, you know, so there'll be some sort of overview on the fly fishing side, and then there always is a um, a medical discussion, which is a, a really interesting and very popular one that is is run by the health and wellness team. So you know, an oncology professional and and a mental health professional, and and they you know go through and answer questions, and it's a really open, um, you know, safe space for people to talk and and have time, and you know, that that's always a, a, a popular um, session and then there there is an evening session always at every retreat that's just for um, participants you know we have a whole big staff of people that uh, that help run a retreat so there's lots of fly fishing people and some hospitality people and you know different people doing different things um, but at the evening session or an evening circle as it's called it's just the participants, so the 14 women that are the participants, and then it's facilitated by the health and wellness team, and it's sort of a closed-door session, and um, so I'm I'm normally, if I volunteer my time at a retreat, I'm on the fly-fishing side of things, so I actually have never been to an evening cir- circle session, but I see the women before and after, and that is um, a really, really powerful session that people um, really, really like, and they laugh, and they cry, and And, uh, you know, it seems to be a really bonding thing. And and also, again, you know, we're not rushing through things. I mean, there definitely is a schedule to to how the weekend works. But there's also a lot of time to really, um, you know, sort of regroup and reset. And so often the women that attend our retreats are so busy taking care of everyone else in their lives that this weekend – you know, is an opportunity for them to really take care of themselves and have us as volunteers take care of them. And, um, you know, by Saturday night, they've really sort of settled into that. And and I, I think it's a really special um uh, night and then lots of then lots. There's always lots of you know bonfires and making s'mores and that kind of thing too, depending on right. the venue.
0: Yeah. So you know, I I would imagine that there is a lot of power in you know bringing these 14 women together and having you know kind of that that circle. And I would imagine, um you know, I've I've done a couple of retreats myself. I've not done casting for recovery, so you know maybe I should put you my need, name into the lottery. You need to apply. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: but I know that there is so much power in, you know, sitting around and having conversations with people who have been through similar experiences. And there is a lot of laughter and there's a lot of joy that comes through that. And there are also a lot of tears um, as well. And I would imagine that that within itself really brings the group
1: closer together. I, I think absolutely it does. And it's been really fascinating. You know, our retreats are not traditional, right? They're outside based and a little different. Um so it, it maybe attracts, you know, a different somebody who's interested in doing something different. You know, a lot of the women that attend our retreats have never been to a support group or a traditional support group. We've actually had women attend a, a casting for recovery retreat that nobody even knows that they have breast cancer except for themselves and their oncologist. Wow. And, you know, going into the weekend – Um, You know, we love to, to, of course, to photograph the retreat and share pictures and magic moments afterwards, but we always have a photo release and lots of times people will say going into it like, oh, I don't know, I'm not ready to share and I'm not comfortable with that. And, um, you know, and and maybe it's because they haven't really told anyone about their diagnosis or their experience. And it's funny that then after the weekend and and they have this new, like, you know, group of women supporting them and, and lifting them up that they're like, oh you know do you see their pictures everywhere and they're happy to talk to you know media if you want or whatever because they're you know they're now liberated and and you know feel like this this power of this connection so it's it's really uh neat to watch it all unfold yeah, I love that I love
0: that I mean it's it really is um you know again it's it's probably an opportunity for them to realize that it's a safe space. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a very big believer that we should never be ashamed of our own stories because we never know who it's going to inspire.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think you realize that once you, once you start hearing other people's and then you're able to share yours, you know, like you realize like, wow, um, me s- s- explaining my experience, you know, now opened the door for, for somebody else to, feel like they could share theirs. Mm. And, and our program has really evolved because of some of that dialogue. For example, um, we now offer a series of retreats for women with metastatic, you know, stage four breast cancer. And, um, those have been incredibly powerful and, and really, you know, needed those women really need those retreats and yes. it's a, it's a different it's a different experience and not that we were not serving women metastatic women well at at our sort of traditional retreats but we found in feedback from women with metastatic breast cancer that they sort of felt like they were everyone's you know worst nightmare right like no one that wasn't the diagnosis that people wanted so it was scary to hear you know maybe the metastatic women didn't share as much as they could have if they were in a in a circle of women with all with metastatic breast cancer you know yeah and and so we now offer retreats specifically um for women with stage four and they're they're my by far my favorite retreats i oh, mean i love it. it it's it's amazing i mean you know if you ever want um to to see women really alive it's that group of women they are Mm -hmm. so energetic and so um wanting to participate in every little nuance of the retreat and the activities and they're incredibly inspiring and and amazing
0: yeah i'm sure i have many many friends um who are um, stage four breast cancer so and yeah I mean, every single day I look at them and I'm just like, you are the shining example of what it's like to be truly living um, life. So I love that you have something that is specific for them because I have always said, um, you know, I'm I'm 12 years, 13 years into my diagnosis, um, but I've always felt like there have been pockets of breast cancer survivors who have been kind of thrown in a corner um, Mm -hmm. because they didn't quite fit the mold or you know yeah. it was scary people didn't want to talk about it and I feel like you know metastatic survivors are one of those group one one of many groups mm-hmm. um, yeah for so sure. I love that you have opened up the door to you know recognizing via their feedback that you know maybe we should have a retreat that is just specific for metastatic survivors so I love that mm-hmm. you guys were you know listening um mm-hmm. and, and really took that to heart so
1: yeah I, I think um we're definitely always listening and 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 you know we get so much good feedback from the people who go through our programs and and we're a relatively small um, you know paid national staff that that implement the programs across the country. And so because of that, we're able to make adjustments and, and um, you know, to do pilot programs and try some different things based on the feedback we hear because ultimately our goal is to you know serve women with breast cancer as best we can mm-hmm. you know whatever that looks like yeah so you
0: mentioned um you know kind of you had talked about venue you've talked about kind of getting settled into a room so where are these retreats taking place like is this you know i envision like going to a hotel and getting set up there but that doesn't really seem to make sense in my mind um (laughs) so where where are these retreats happening what are these venues you know what do they look like
1: well so it's different all over the country i mean everywhere is a little bit different um I would say in general, um, we do have some that are at hotels, you know, um, in general, the fishing is usually um, on a, a river and oftentimes it's, uh, it's in a, uh, either a state park or a, um, in some cases, you know, a, a national park, I guess. Um, sometimes it's private water. It really depends. Sometimes it's a, it's a lake. Um, but in general, um, we try to have a, a lodge or it could be a camp. Um, you know, for example, I, I'm actually based in Texas. And so our retreats in Texas, um, it, our Hill Country retreat, um, is, um, at a, a, camp that's, that's, uh, run by, um, uh, a religious organization and they have a really nice sort of hotel style lodging, um accommodations that we use and then it's right on the river so that we can fish there the every every retreat is a little bit different but you you know women do always get their own you have a roommate at every retreat so you're paired with another woman but everyone always has their own bed and no matter where it is we try to make it you know hotel style lodging so definitely comfortable with good amenities and yeah we always focus on good healthy food and um, snacks, lots of (laughs) snacks, lots of snacks throughout the, the weekend. Um, so I was going to ask in terms of,
0: you know, the food, do you, um, is that provided or is it something, um, like, is there cooking that's taking place or are things brought in? Like, how does that all work? And again, I'm sure it's different, you know, 45 different States, but, um, kind of in general,
1: it is different depending on the, the state. But in general, I mean, for the participants, of course, all the food is provided. So from the moment, I mean, the goal is to just get yourself there. And then from the moment you're there until the moment you leave, everything else is taken care of. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll remind you of what time you may need to be somewhere. But other than that, um, you know, all your your food and everything is, is provided. Um, and some venues, you know, have... Um, chefs that cook right on right there on site and other venues may have food that's brought in for every meal Um, some venues you may have uh, you know depending on the conditions or the weather you may have a picnic you know stream side lunch the last day Um, you know it really it really uh, varies and that's also kind of what makes the program sort of unique is that depending on where you are in the country it could look a little bit different but the actual nuts and bolts of the program stay the same no matter where you are.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I think that's, I mean, I, it sounds really cool. I mean, I've never, I've never considered fly fishing. I've never done anything fly fishing. I think, you know, maybe the most I've I know about it is watching a movie. <laughs> um, yes. People which, often
1: ask if Brad Pitt's going to show up. Yeah. And, right. You know, I mean, that yeah, would be,
0: yes, exactly. I was going to say the name, but then I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if Brad Pitt showed up, that would be ideal for some of us, but, um, right. you know, if, if he doesn't, it's okay too. Um, right.
1: so and there's no, you don't need to have any experience. I mean, most, most women have never fly fished before, um, or or fished at all, for that matter. Um, you know, and that's okay. You you don't need to have any experience to attend. Um, and, and the uh, the flip side is is okay too. You know, if you have fly fish or you do fish or you're you're a regular angler, that's okay too. That's great. Right. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that's super cool. You know, just. People coming from different experiences, um, all together to do this thing, and so mm-hmm. you talked about people applying. Um, so I assume there's an application, maybe on the website.
1: There is. Um, everything is online. So castingforrecovery.org, and um, applications opened um, just just in January. So for the whole year, our first retreat um, will be the last weekend in March. Um, and then the retreats run um, through November, I think this year. So um, you know, basically, you go to the website and and there's a tab that'll say you know, find a retreat, <laughs> and you can click on that and you'll see it divided out by state. And you can you can read about um, the retreat experience. I think we have some videos on there, um, and then you can apply to the retreat closest to you. It's all electronic, and and um, And then from there, it's a lottery selection and, um, people are notified, um, that they've been selected or sometimes people will be notified as an alternate. Um, and, you know, then you have to submit some paperwork, um, you know, from your, um, doctors and medical team just to, you know, get the go ahead that you can participate. And, um, And then you're kind of off to the races. And I would say, you know, if if women apply and you don't get selected on on the first go around, please apply again. Um, Like I said, you know, earlier, it really is one of those things that you will get selected for the the retreat you're meant to be on, whatever that is, you know. So I would just encourage people to apply
0: for sure. And so say I live in Arizona (laughs) and maybe I wanted to go to a retreat in Alaska because that sounds cool. (laughs) Um, can I do that or is it really kind of, you know, go with the area where you're at?
1: It really is. You apply to the retreat closest to you. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, that we really try to stick to that model. Um, again, just for the, um, you know, the, the post retreat community aspect, um, So, yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, Alaska would be phenomenal. Lots of people are like, oh, but I want to go to Montana, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. And we get that. I mean, we get that people would like to go all all around. But as it it stands um, now, uh, it is, you know, you apply to the retreat closest to you. And if you were to apply to Alaska, um, the... um, woman on our team that, that coordinates, you know, retreats and selections, she'll, she'll work with you to redirect you, to redirect you to the right, to the right spot. Exactly.
0: Okay. We're like, but we want to take the detour over here. And she's like, no, no, right, no, right. no, no. Sorry.
1: No detour for we you. We have, we have on occasion, um, in the pilot program, uh, a couple of years ago, we, um, did a specialty retreat for young women. So women 40 and under with mm. breast cancer. And it was, um, A pilot program, so it was in Wyoming, and we accepted applications from from all over. Um, So we do, on occasion, have specialty things like that, but the general rule is, you know, to apply closest to you.
0: Right. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, say I'm, um, you know, again, I don't know the technical terms, but I'm picking things up here, so I feel like I'm good on this. Um, (laughs) So if I'm an angler. Or if I, if I want to be, you know, if I'm somebody that's in this kind of world of fly fishing and I want to get involved, can I get involved? Do you accept volunteer work? Um, You know, how, how does that happen?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, like I said, I mean, this is, this organization is run by an army of volunteers. I mean, we have 11 people on our national staff and then 1800 volunteers across the country. So it is, you know, a huge undertaking and we are so lucky that we have these amazing volunteers who, who do everything that they do to make these programs happen. Um, So if you want to get involved, we do uh, on the website, so again, at castingforrecovery.org, we have um, a volunteer tab, and and it'll list all the volunteer opportunities that are out there, and then there's an application, and you apply, and you can check all the different things on the application that you're interested in, or maybe that you have a skill set in, and then from there, they feed into our national office, and we'll put you in touch with um, the local program in your area and then they'll reach out and and work with you on you know what the opportunities are at that program and then usually they also keep you on their list so like if there's an event or a you know a, something that that you know about it and you can you can attend and learn more of the pro- about the program that way too
0: right and even if I'm not into fly fishing world or an angler I could mm-hmm. still volunteer if I wanted to <sighs>
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we have lots and lots of volunteer opportunities. Fly fishing is just one component of it. I mean, there's, there's lots, there's lots to do that isn't fly fishing related to, (laughs) so yeah, lots of opportunity.
0: Okay. And then, um, you know, say I'm one of those people where I, you know, I don't have the time or, you know, I just don't, uh, you know, I, I, I just can't give my time, but I'm interested in donating money. Um, is there an opportunity for monetary donations?
1: Absolutely, um, we are always, uh, oh, like any nonprofit, right? We are yeah. always, we are always looking for for donations, and we are. That's what what fuels our organization. So, absolutely, I think um, donations are a big part of of what we always need. So, I would encourage anyone who is compelled to donate to please do so. And I guess the other piece is, I would also encourage people to, if you know somebody that would benefit from a retreat like this. Sh- Share the opportunity with them. Pass them on to our website. Tell them to follow us on social media. You know, um, we'd love to be able to to have them apply and, and attend a retreat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, kind of, that was a really nice segue in for me. But um, <laughs> you know, so if our listeners are looking to find you on like Facebook or Instagram or you know any social media outlets, what are the handles that they can find you?
1: Um, okay. I can go down the list. So we are on Twitter and that's at casting for the number Four recovery on that one. We are also on Pinterest, which is kind of a new fun yeah. little platform for us. We have lots of boards on Pinterest and kind of fun pins. Um, and again, that one is, is casting for number Four recovery. Um, our favorite channels really though, and where, where we, we have the most community are, um, Instagram and Facebook and on Instagram we're casting for recovery and same on Facebook casting for recovery. We do also have a a LinkedIn page. So, um, you know, you can follow us there as well. And that's also casting for recovery. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, and then do, um, did each of the individual affiliates have their own, um, social media outlets or is it kind of, you know, just one, one um page if you will for
1: the entire nation well we do the bulk of the heavy lifting i would say (laughs) on social media with the with the national um pages and we'll kind of connect you with things that are happening everywhere um but the programs do have their own facebook pages so um for example, there's casting for recovery, Texas, right? So there'd okay. be um, a page for, for that, um, and some programs also do have Instagram pages, um, but some don't. And it, depending on the program, they may or may not be as active on on social media. But we're very active on social media from a national level. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I would I would probably start there, and then you know, branch out as, as needed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, you've shared a lot of information. And like I said, I was super excited about this um, particular podcast because again, I know nothing about fly fishing, but I think it's a really cool idea um, to bring breast cancer survivors into, you know, kind of this activity and um, just have that weekend for themselves. Um, So I love what you guys are doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: And uh, I will definitely encourage Um, all of those people who I know. So if you are a listener, please get on and apply. Hopefully your applications will increase. Um. Yeah,
1: that would (laughs) be great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And I will certainly submit myself for um, a retreat um, here in Arizona, even though I would love to go to Wyoming, Montana, or even Alaska. (laughs) Um, right? That's okay. Um, but really, genuinely, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you just to the entire organization. Um, you know, if I can, just, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing within the breast cancer community. It's really important work um, and it's unique. And I, I, I love um, exactly what you guys are doing. So thank you for spending your time with us and sharing um, about casting for recovery.
1: Thank you very much. we really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And, um, you know, I hope your listeners will apply. That would be great. We'd love to see them at a retreat. Yes, and you too.
0: <laughs> yes for sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Pink Ribbon. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you or anyone you know would be interested in sharing your story, please send an email to podcast at behindthepinkribbon.com.
1: Thinking about advertising on this podcast, our ads not only create awareness for your brand, but also contribute to the continued growth and support of this show. Email us today and be on our next episode. Email podcast at BehindThePinkRibbon.com for more information. You've been listening to Behind the Pink Ribbon, produced by American Creative Consulting, mixed and mastered at Riverview Podcasting Studios. For more information, please visit designbyacc.com.